from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's Thursday, though. It's 4 o'clock. And our friend Jeremy Markovich from NC Rabbit Hole joining us. I have some breaking news for you, Jeremy, that I think you might find interesting. Okay. Our colleague and friend, Brian Murphy from WRL, has obtained the infamous phone call from the the Karen who oh, went no. to Cooper's Barbecue and called the oh, police. No. <laughs> Dennis Cox, the producer of this program, is now scrubbing through it right now to make sure it's FCC friendly. But let's start there. Okay. Uh, you do amazing work on the NC rabbit hole. And I wonder if we shouldn't just give you our idea that we had earlier this week, which was come up with a list of things, and we'll do it on a YouTube video where you tell people who are new to North Carolina, this is what you need to know, and this is what you should expect. For instance, barbecue, yes, is going to be chopped and have some fat, and yes, is going to have a smoke ring that will look pink. Yes. I feel like this is... I don't is... think that's worth calling... I mean, I don't think that's worth calling the police over, though, do you? It seems like a bit much. Like, <laughs> no. if I didn't get the, the food that I thought was up to my satisfaction, I don't think I would call the police. That would just be my... That'd be my feeling. Yeah, it's kind of nuts um that she did this and it's awesome that it's kind of playing out in front of us in real time now as well because this is what FOIA was invented for um for us to have access uh, and of public records and and yes your 911 calls and your calls to the police are part of the public records um what would be the craziest thing that you would call 911 for like that you were man I, uh, I had um I had Josh Allen, and he we were. I was winning my fantasy football game until he threw that last interception on Sunday night. Uh, would you? Was that something you would call the the police over a, a difficult fantasy football loss? Which way would you go, Jeremy? I mean, it depends if the person who was who was supposed to pay me was paying me. Okay, um, that's that, that feels would, legit. <laughs> that would be a thing. I mean, this is this is like akin to like like going to Taco Bell. And 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 being like, no, wait a minute. This is like a dollar. This is supposed to be like ninety nine cents with tax. It comes to like a dollar seven. So uh, this is fraud, and I need a detective out here right now at at, at one thirty a.m. Like that. That's what I need. Like that. It, it is akin to like like I thought this is going to be one thing, or and it ends up being another. Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, I, I don't think you had barbecue and police calls on your uh, list of things to do this week. What, what do we have in the rabbit hole this week? Uh, vultures. Vultures. A vulture invasion. So, so y'all, I think, I think, yeah, it, it, well, it would be if they all came into your town. So, so a couple of years ago, and this actually happens at my house, you know, every once in a while, there's a bunch of vultures. They'll perch on top of your house and they look a little scary and then they go away. Um, but a couple of years ago, the town of Bun had a large vulture problem. And so their solution was to get a cannon, a propane cannon, and set it up on top of the high school to literally blast them away, not with like a cannonball with sound. So how it works is you hook up, you hook up some propane to it and you, you kind of aim it at whatever the animals that you want to get rid of. And, and you hope that they will be spooked and go away because you can't actually, vultures are actually federally protected. You can't, 
you, there's no hunting season for vultures. So they decided this is how they're going to get rid of them. And uh, today's new le- newsletter kind of follows up on that. I didn't realize that you could go to such extremes. This is one of those things where, like, if you want to, if you want to see the the like the urban rural divide, like this sounds seems like a crazy idea, and yet, like, if you're a farmer, you're like, oh, I'm going to set this up in my cornfield, like it's just the thing that I do. It's a very regular occurrence, and there's instances where, like, up in Hendersonville a couple years ago, there was like a new neighborhood that was built near an apple orchard, and <laughs> they had like the public meeting from that was like remarkable. Um, you know, everybody's showing up and being like, well, my, my rights say, you know, I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be having to be hit by cannon fire all the time. Um, and the farmer's like, but you, but you, you know, you, you, you built next to my apple orchard. What do what, what am I supposed to do? So, um, yeah, so they did this and, and, and by the way, spoiler alert, it didn't really work. Um, the guardian showed up later and I guess one of the, one of the issues is that when you spook a vulture, a vulture will vomit. Oh no. So, and also a vulture's stomach, in order to digest all of the things that a vulture likes to eat, um, contains a lot of acid. So when a vulture, you know, something comes out the other end of a vulture, um, apparently, according to an article in The Guardian, can take the paint off of a car very quickly. So uh, you had spooked vultures flying around Bun that were uh, having stuff come out of both ends and uh, they didn't quite go away. I think they've mostly settled down, but uh, as of a year ago, they were really, uh, you know, they were not a pleasant experience if you were in Bun. Jeremy Markovich, the NC Rabbit Hole. See, where else can you learn about vultures and their acid-eroding excrement and vomit? You, there's nowhere else you can do that. Only, nope. only from Jeremy on the Twitters and NC Rabbit Hole. Jeremy, appreciate you so much for, for enlightening us. Not a problem. As See always, you. we will talk to you next Thursday. <laughs> See you. It's the OG. From vultures to basketball. A little hoops last night, Cox. NC State looking, looking uh, I don't know, deeper, better. Anything's got to be better than last year. Beat Lee's McCray. I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you played a D2 school. Sure. Uh, Louisville lost to a D2 school, though. So yeah, if, you're, if you're NC State and you're in your basketball, you're always looking for the bright side, Dennis. That, that is fair. <laughs> I will say in these exhibition games, I went to a D3 school and I had some friends that played on the basketball team. And I remember one year we actually we beat Liberty in an exhibition game. We beat uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, who's a, a D- Division One yeah. school. Like They beat them in exhibition games. So it does happen. State wins 107-59. Not important. Here's what was. Terquavion Smith had seven assists last night. There you go. I don't think he had seven assists all year last year. Probably not. That's pretty good. Seven dimes. Their other newcomers, Jack Clark and uh, Jarkel Joyner, both had interesting games. Clark, ten points, nine boards, three blocks. Not bad. And Jarkel Joyner, the point guard, 11 points, six boards, six dimes. So, fun night for NC State. Duke got out on the hardwood last night, too. They beat Fayetteville State. Blue Devils are missing some important parts we know uh, Derek Lively and Tariq Whitehead, they're two guys, the top two recruits in the class who will be their stalwarts. It's going to be a minute on Whitehead. I don't know when Lively is expected to be back. I know he did not play in the secret scrimmage to Houston, which they lost. Uh-oh. Did they really? Uh-oh. Well, that's why it's a secret. No one knows about it's it. It's a secret. Uh, we talked to John Shire earlier this week, and one guy I would like for you to keep your eye on is their Illinois transfer 
because that was that was one thing you know we saw at the end there with Mike Shashevsky wasn't a guy who was going to bring in transfers you know transfer portal has really changed college basketball. Uh, Jacob Granderson is is the guard from Illinois that Duke picked up. He had 17 points last night. I, I think he's a guy to keep an older guy, bigger guard. You know, when you have players who are new to college basketball, and I know everyone is excited about Tyrese Proctor. I get it. Sometimes it helps to have a little bit of that steadying hand. We'll see if uh, Grandison can really make a difference for Duke this season. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's simulation and game design program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Joining me now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline is Brooke Pryor from ESPN. The Steelers are off this week. Brooke is never off. Not allowed. Um, Brooke, I, I would like to start with a compliment to you. And I would like to tell, well, first of all, I'm going to preemptively text you the Starbucks gift card because there's no way that Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers coach, you cover the Steelers for ESPN, is going to fire Matt Canada. It has become abundantly clear to me. And only did I this become crystallized this week because you asked specifically about significant changes and in, in his answer specifically was there would be no changes at offensive coordinator. There'd be no changes at quarterback. I believe he also qualified as well. But Brooke, this is how you know you've really made it in life. And I, I get it. Look, you, you've been on, you, you, you've, you've, you've had an amazing career so far and you've done really well at ESPN and let us not diminish that with this soliloquy that I'm giving you right now. Okay. <laughs> but when you win in a press conference and when you get name dropped by your peers, that is the true moment when you've made it because there was a follow-up question this week with Mike Tomlin at one of his availabilities. And they said, getting back to Brooks question. And I smiled, you know, just as someone who's tangentially uh, followed your career and, and, and been near it, I was like, you know what, Brooke? That was it. That was your big moment. None of this Greenberg stuff, none of this get-up stuff. Don't worry about that. Getting that name dropped, that, that's a big moment for you. So congratulations on that. It was a big moment, but it also told me that I should have followed up on my own question. <laughs> See? Because, you got to just keep learning. It's fine. Look, it's, it's good. It's, it's about playing the game because what I asked Mike Tomlin was you're at the bye week We've asked you multiple times. Are you going to make a change? You now have a week off. Do you anticipate making significant changes? Which everyone standing there, Mike Tomlin standing there knew that that's code for, are you going to make a change at coordinator? Are you going to get Matt Canada are, up out of the paint? Yes. Correct. <laughs> However, Mike Tomlin, being the media-savvy coach that he is, you have to verbatim say what you're asking. He's, he's not going to fall for it. And so I asked, and that's when he was like, yeah, we, we could make some significant changes. And in that moment, I was like, I really should follow up and say, specifically, will you change the coordinator? However... That was maybe the second or third question in his availability. 
I had also previously asked specifically, would he change coordinators earlier this year? And so I thought, I don't know that it is the most productive thing for me to do to ask this question in this moment, me myself be the one to ask it. So shout out to Josh Roundtree who works uh, for a radio station here who cleaned up the, I, I, I hit him with the assist. I had the alley-oop and he just dunked it and, and brought us home and brought us over the finish line and asked specifically, will you change coordinators or coaching staff? And Mike Tomlin just said, no, period. So, uh, yeah, no, he is, uh, I don't believe that the Steelers will part ways with Matt Canada this season. As I've kind of said all along, I this is not an organization or a team that makes midseason coaching changes, but uh, that pretty much sealed the deal to me, that it's it well, won't happen. That was an easy coffee bet win for you then, so that that's good. Um, Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the OG on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Joe, this is out today. I'm Joe Giglio. So with the Steelers, they trade Chase Claypool. What did that move, the receiver, what did that move indicate to you, Brooke, about what the Steelers are trying to do this season or where they are kind of as a franchise right now? I mean, to me it was interesting because much in the same way that this team doesn't usually part ways in season with a coordinator, they often don't make any trades the deadline. Um, And not only did they trade Claypool to the Bears, but they also then acquired Will Jackson third from the commanders. So it shows you, Hey, this is a different, uh, this is a different organization with Omar Khan at GM. To me, you trade away chase Claypool. If you can get a second rounder, because the Steelers do draft well in the second round, I would almost argue that sometimes their second round picks are better than their first, um, particularly when they're drafting wide receivers. So they don't necessarily need to keep Chase Claypool when he hasn't been producing at the clip that he started out as, as a rookie, he was not, I think, put in the best position in the slot, but it's crowded on the outside with Pickens and Deontay Johnson. I think Steven Sims is going to be a great slot receiver for them for the rest of this year. So he was expendable as, as good and as strong as this receiving core is, they weren't living up to their potential on paper. And you, you didn't necessarily need Claypool to try to do anything this year. To me, it's about building for the future. Now they have two second round picks. They have a lot of different areas that they need to address in the draft, particularly in the secondary uh, offensive line, um, even up front, even linebacker. I mean, they, this team is not one or two draft picks away from being a contender. So they needed to stockpile and now they've got that. Brooke Pryor, ESPN joining us here on the OG Speaking of deadline moves, Chase Claypool gets traded. A couple of former NC State stars get traded. They have new homes, Naheem Hines, Buffalo, Bradley Chubb in Miami. Who did you think came out as the winner at the trade deadline? Brooke? I really like what the Dolphins are doing. I I was already impressed with their offseason moves when they make moves to, you know, add a guy like Tyreek Hill to compliment Jalen Waddell. Tua has really impressed me. I was not a Tua believer. I will be the first to admit that I was not buying in on his success, but he's proved me wrong. Um, And I think that the Dolphins, to me at least, trading for Bradley Chubb makes them more of a contender than they were before. To me right now at this point, they are my dark horse Super Bowl team. Um, I know that, that there is some question of 
Could they go to Kansas City and win in January? Could they go to Buffalo and win in January? I'm not sure. But you know what? I I still think that they have the pieces. They have the superstars uh, to be really good. But to me, they are the winners. But I can identify, I think, more losers than winners at the trade deadline. And to me, the biggest losers are obviously the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. The Packers, by not making a move, I think, I, I did not think that they were going to be a wide receiver away from being anything substantial this year, from making any kind of substantial run. Um, to me, this is them resigning to the fact that, oh, you're right, we're not going to waste draft capital um, to bring in something that maybe won't be a difference maker. The Cowboys, though, I think could be a Super Bowl team in the NFC, and I do think that they needed another receiver. They needed to give Dak another kind of weapon. Uh, to help out, and they didn't make a move. Um, but I also like uh, what the Baltimore Ravens did in adding Roquan Smith. I think that they are a legitimate Super Bowl team, too. It, it's just a shame that feels like all of the Super Bowl contenders are in the AFC. So, the other side of the river. You know, yeah. may, maybe just throw in one or two NFC teams and let the other NFC slots go to AFC teams. And, you know, just, just to give us the best product and, and the best possible matchups. Yeah, just seed them one through 16. Brooke Pryor from ESPN, before we let you go, Philly uh, takes on Houston tonight in another terrible Thursday night game. Eagles are 7-0. and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate myself for even asking. But when do the Eagles lose? Maybe not. Anytime maybe, soon. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe until they play the Cowboys again. I mean, that that to me has to yeah, be the game. It's Christmas, I believe. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a while. Um, you know, we there was an interesting discussion this morning on Get Up about the pressure that can come with being an undefeated team, and you know, if, if it's better for them to lose now than to go into the playoffs without a loss. And you know, I I had a front row seat to Philly this last weekend when they just absolutely obliterated the Steelers. The Eagles are legit. Their yeah. defense in front is so good. Their secondary is good. Their offense is really good. I love the A.J. Brown to Jalen Hurts connection. They've added also on the defense, they added Robert Quinn. Um, I think that the Eagles, I, I was not sold on them when the season started. I just, I wasn't sure. They have done nothing that tells me that I should be tentative about how I feel about them. Um, and I think that they are just going to absolutely run over the Texans tonight. I hope to God they do. I mean, if this is a... I, I want this to have something exciting happen. I hope sure. that we don't end up with like a 10 to seven Thursday night game, which, you know, I'm not, it's Thursday night, weird, bad things happen, but I hope that there is some kind of scoring explosion. Let's hope so. Brooke Pryor, uh, ESPN, catch her on get up. You catch her all over work. She covers the show. She does a great job. Uh, before I let you go, I have to give you a hard time now. What is this bar choice uh, on your week off? I'm hearing Bob Seeger. <laughs> And now I'm hearing Fogarty's put me in coach. Um, Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com.
More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away who are you hanging out with and where are you this is awesome you're in a dentist office like look someone is taking control of the touch tunes it is not me not you Uh, because if it was me it would be nothing but taylor swift's new album uh we are at kupka's two on carson street it has been the designated uh steelers beat writer hangout on bye weeks and over the summer and so we've got a crew I'm looking at about eight rowdy uh, sports writers on the inside. It's pretty empty during the day. So we come in and take over and, you know, have a couple of buckets of Miller yeah. Lite. The usual. Nothing beats day drinking. Brooke Pryor, thank you so much. Enjoy your week <laughs> off. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for having me. Brooke Pryor, living her best life. Steelers are off this week. Yeah, we made a bet earlier this football season that the Steelers would eventually fire Matt Canada during the season. I am ready to concede that bet after listening to Mike Tomlin this week. I actually think we have that audio, Dennis, don't we? Because I sound exasperated when it comes to Matt Canada because I am. And I am convinced as he continues to fall upward that he will be the coach who replaces Bill Belichick with the Patriots. But there's no reason he should still be. The Steelers' offense coordinator, other than Mike Tomlin, is a man who lives by a code. Mike, just to follow up on Brooks' question, you mentioned significant changes. Is changing coordinator or coaching staff, is that at all a possibility here for you? No. Anyone else? No. God bless him. I don't know how he does it. Other than a man has to live by a code. A man got to have a coat. He's he's never done it, and it's tired. I know. Tired and it's not the Steeler way. It's not right. You know they've had four head coaches or three head coaches in sixty-five years or whatever it is. Chuck Noll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. So I get it. Loyalty is is part of the DNA with the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. but I also think winning is a part of the DNA with the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, and I just don't think Matt Canada gives you the best chance to win football games. Uh, period. So maybe they're silent tanking. It could be. Um, maybe they have their quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett. I saw uh, a mock draft that potentially had um, them taking the uh, Anderson, Will Anderson from Alabama, number one overall. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with the uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. I just know it's not going to end well with Matt Canada. The only person it ever ends well for with Matt Canada is Matt Canada. Yeah, that's how it works. Like you said, it'll replace Bill Belichick in two years. Either that or be president of the United States. I mean, it's a coin flip. Or Roger Goodell, I guess, would be a, an intermediary step that he could take. He's going to own the Washington Commanders. <laughs> he is, exactly. That's the thing. He's going he's gonna to hit the $1.5 billion in the Powerball. Yep. He's going to buy a, a stake in the Washington Commanders and eventually take over. Great that. call, Cox. Yep. Great call. He's going to get fired, and he's going to buy the Commanders. I love it. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.